Welcome to the Faith Mamas Podcast. I'm Dominique. I'm Ryan. And I'm Janice. We're just three mamas who love God. We're not perfect and we mess up a lot. But we have been called to a mighty work, motherhood. We're on this journey with you. Yes, it gets messy. There are days you might cry. But we're here to remind you, you are not alone. We're in this together. Faith Mamas is a place where we can connect, laugh, and even cry together. It's a beautiful community. Motherhood brought us together. Christ holds us together. Welcome to the Faith Mamas Podcast. This podcast has been made possible by the generous support of listeners just like you. Become a Faith Mama sponsor and join us in spreading the message of hope, healing, and deliverance to moms across the world by visiting www.faithmamas.com sponsor. Thank you for joining us for episode 36 of the Faith Mamas podcast. We are so excited to continue our conversation on praise and gratitude. Here's a little clip of our discussion. You know, it's just a place for us to really get in a position where we spend time with God to, to get the revelation of what it meant. Like, you know, there were there's a penalty we were supposed to pay. There are things that, you know, we were guilty, we are and have been guilty of doing, but you have someone that stepped in and said, you know what, no, she's not going to pay that price. I'm going to take care of it. We hope you're just as excited as we are to get started. So let's jump into the conversation. Hello, Faith Mamas. We are back with another episode of the Faith Mamas podcast, and we are so excited that you are here today. We have some pretty awesome guests on the show today. As you know, here I am, Dominique. Janice is on the line. Ryan is hanging out at a wedding, which we're saying, hey, Ryan. We have two awesome guests to continue the conversation. We have Faith Mama Alexis, and we also have a Faith father, uh, Steve Young, who's also my husband, and he is, this is, he's like coming into the clubhouse right now, so, you know, he's on his best behavior because he knows he got a special invitation into Faith Mama's clubhouse, Um, but we want to encourage you, listeners, if you have a faith father in your life that you believe this topic will really resonate with them, we encourage you to share with them, and we encourage them also to jump into the conversation, and we'll talk about how we can do that. Um, a little bit later in the show. But before we do that, Alexis and Steve, how are you guys doing today? Awesome. Doing good over here. Really excited to do something different. All right. Woohoo! Well, we are excited to do something different as well because we usually don't let faith fathers on the podcast. But, hey, when God does something different, we're excited about that. Um, so I'm just excited to get that perspective. But before we do, I'm going to throw it over to my sister Janice for a very special edition of the Mom Life Roll Call. Yes, this is a special edition because we're going to do something a little different. But before we talk about how special this Mom Life Roll Call is, let me explain what Mom Life Roll Call is for those listeners who've never heard our podcast before. This is a segment of our show in which we share uh, stories about our children. They may be stories that make you cry. They may be stories that make you laugh. They may be stories that make you ask God why and what am I supposed to do with this. But the most important thing is that there's stories about the life you share with your little one or your older one, and we share them so that we know we're not alone. Like this happens to every mom. You're not by yourself. And what makes this one really special is that we're going to flip it a little bit because the only way we can actually bring, he's my cousin, Steve, and to this episode, right, is to induct him by having him share a, what is that? It's a dad-like moment. 
I couldn't think that was like father life moment, dad life moment. So he's going to share with us a moment that he's had as a dad, some kind of exchange with his child or whatever he wants to share. Put your kids on blast. This is fine. This is a moment where you can air whatever you want to air about them, and we can hold it over their heads later when they grow up. <laughs> Put them out. Can I, cheat and, can I cheat and do two if I promise to be fast? You sure can. Right. Go on. This is dad life moment. Take advantage of it. Go. Excellent. So I just had one. I had to put you guys on mute because I had to go next door to where my children are and explain to them that I'm also recording. They need to be quiet very quickly. Um, so that was my first short one. <laughs> and nobody even knew, right? And um, the other one actually happened earlier today um, before, while we were getting ready for this. Um, my second son comes down the hallway. We're in the living room getting ready. They're all supposed to be in bed. He walks down the, down the hallway. I stand there like, you know, you have no business getting up out of the bed. He pays no attention. He walks right around Daddy to go ask Mommy a question. <laughs> and he says, can I go on my – he goes to Bobby and says, can I get on my brother's dick? Can I go to the top bunk? And I have to turn around and answer him and say, no, you may not. No. <laughs> he didn't want to ask Daddy that question because he knew the answer before we got started. So that was our dad life moment. We got through that with tears and um, grace. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So can I say why I love that dad life moment? Because how many moments, mom life moments, have we had on this show where we said, why do they avoid their dad and come right to me like he's not sitting there? Like how many times have we said that? And it's so funny that on the other side, the dad is like, you just avoided me and did did, it. It's so funny when you hear the other perspective. Yeah. Rock on, dad life moment. That was awesome. And the funny thing was, I know it was Noah. I had to put him out of the country. Most of the mom life moments are about Noah. And so when I was second son, I was like, yep, that's Noah. I love him. I love it. I love them all, but I love that. That's awesome. Oh, man, they are. Most of them are about Noah. That is so awesome. I love to hear the different perspectives of how – because I remember that. I I was thinking, why in the world did you come to me? Like, yo, daddy is sitting right there. But then I realized, oh, you don't want to know, and you think you're going to get a yes from me. But – Oftentimes we'll say your daddy is sitting right there, and it's kind of funny to know that the dads are actually very aware that the child has just avoided them <laughs> in order to come right to you and ask you something they could have clearly asked daddy. Oh, I love it. I love it. Awesome. All right, dads, you guys are, are doing well so far. This is a great representation in the Fight Faith Mamas Clubhouse. Keep it up. <laughs> All right, so today we are going to continue our conversation on praise and gratitude. And we are going to come at it from a very different angle. Um, Actually, as I was studying, I was like, "Uh, God, hmm, how are you going to do this? And you know the awesome thing about God is he doesn't actually have to answer me on that question. He just has, he's just going to do it, right? And so I'm excited to really dig into this topic with everybody on the line and with you at home. So please, you know, you as you're hearing these questions and as you're thinking, go ahead and answer them or pause us and, you know, write down your own reflections or have the conversation with somebody that you're near um, with or a friend that you are with at the moment. But today we are going to talk about, we're going to start from why were humans created? Why were humans created? And it's a very weird place to start or interesting place to start when you're talking about praise and gratitude. But I've heard before, and I've kind of internalized this concept, 
that humans were created to praise God. And go with me here. It's going to be kind of weird, kind of rocky for a minute, and then we're going to have this discussion. But that humans were created to praise God. And I was literally asking God, if God, if humans were created to praise you, why is it so hard to do it sometimes? Like if I was naturally created to do so, do this, like why doesn't it come like second nature and just happen automatically? And what the Holy Spirit took me to was Genesis chapter 1, verse 26 through 28. And that's where we're going to start. Genesis chapter 1, verses 26 through 28. And it says, Then God said, Let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them, and God said to them, be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. And as I read that, I realized that God created humans, mankind, to have dominion over the earth, to take care of the earth. And praise is actually a sacrifice that we make. So in Hebrews thirteen fifteen it says, Through Jesus, therefore, let us continually offer to God a sacrifice of praise, the fruit of lips that openly profess his name. So when you look at why humans were created, and then you look at Hebrews thirteen fifteen where it references praise as a sacrifice, my question to you guys is, why is praise a sacrifice for humans, for mankind, male or female? My first thought um, when you asked that question was it may have something to do with the kind of selfish, fallen nature that we have. So we're kind of thinking about self first before we are thinking about somebody else. That's why we don't say sorry as much as we probably should or I apologize or, you know, thank you as often as we probably should if we had to think about it. And we're mm-hmm. sometimes even quick to remember negative things faster than um, good, positive ones. That's true. So I'm going to make it, this is going right. to sound real plain, but hear me out. Because this might sound real plain and I have nothing behind it besides the fact that it's an offering. You know, when you think about giving sacrifices, it's an offering to God. So it's something that we're giving to him. So we give to him. So I would think praise is um, considered a sacrifice to God because we're just simply offering it to him. I guess it kind of goes along with what um, Steve said. Like, I think when you praise God, it's it's a time when you have to step outside of yourself, outside of your flesh. And mm. I think God knows that as fleshly beings, we struggle with that. And so when you step outside of yourself and you give God praise, you're making, you're sacrificing your flesh, essentially, because you're going into a moment where it's just you and God, and you're mm-hmm. not giving in to the selfish nature, or you're basically denying the flesh to give God praise. That's how I think of it. Mm-hmm. And you know, the interesting thing that I realized, I was realizing as I was studying, and even as you all were talking, is that dominion was never taken from us when the fall happened, right? 
So it's still a part of kind of who we are. It's just sometimes that dominion, the way that we walk it out, is not connected to God. It's connected to the flesh, right? And so what does dominion do? Dominion want, wants to subdue. It's almost like it wants to it wants to control its circumstances, its situations, its surroundings. It's how we were made. But the design was that we were supposed to walk this out in accordance in, in, with God's will in mind, not just with our will in mind, right? So we're walking around with this, like, you know, desire to control our situation, desire for our expectations to come out a certain way, desire for things to look the way that they're supposed to look or the way that we deem that they're supposed to look. And what God is saying or what, what we're actually doing when we praise God is we're surrendering we're literally surrendering kind of that dominion and saying, God, you're in control, and I can only do anything through you. And that is a very hard thing if we're honest. Like, if we're honest, that's a very hard thing for a lot of us to do, which is to surrender our expectations, surrender our way that we think the picture should look, Surrender our own desires, surrender everything in order to truly admire God. Taking our eyes, like, like um, Alexis and Steve and, and Janice, Janice was talking about like giving this offering, giving this to God, but then also taking our eyes off of the flesh, off of what the flesh wants and what the flesh thinks would be great if it all worked out perfectly. Taking our eyes off of that and putting it completely on God, surrendering it to admire, to truly take time to admire God. But honestly, if we are honest and we are starting from scratch here, why would we do that? Like, why would we stop everything, stop our lives, stop, you know, the hustle and bustle and the this and that to just sit and admire God? Like, why would we do that? Why wouldn't we do it? Checkmate. I know that's right, girl. I don't even have an answer. I'm with you. Like, why not? <laughs> I mean, like, when you think about, like, um, it was yesterday when I was studying, like, when you really think about Jesus dying on the cross, who else would make that kind of sacrifice for you? Like, so why wouldn't you take a moment? I mean, I know it's hard, but why wouldn't you take the, a moment to say, here I am, God, here it is, God, and, and alleviate that weight off of yourself? You know what I mean? I think when you think about it like that, when you think about just giving everything to him, surrendering everything to him, I mean, that would take some of the of the stress off of us if, if we could do that. I'm not saying that I can do it because it's, it's very difficult to do. Um, but, yeah, when you talked, that first thing I thought of was, why wouldn't you do it? <laughs> mm, that's good. Mm-hmm. And, you know, some of why I realized we, won't, we would not, for those of us that get to realize why we would not, it's kind of exactly what Alexis just said. It's because we don't realize the magnitude sometimes of what Christ did. And it's not to point fingers and make anyone feel bad. You know, it's just a place for us to really get in a position where we spend time with God to, to get the revelation of what it meant. Like, you know, there were there's a penalty we were supposed to pay. There are things that you know, we were guilty, we are and have been guilty of doing, but you had someone that stepped in and said, you know what, no, she's not going to pay that price. I'm going to take care of it. No, don't worry about her. I've covered her task. I don't care what she did. I love her anyway, and I accept her or him exactly the way they are. Like when you start to realize you have someone that is 
fighting for you every day like that and to the point where they've laid down their life, that is, you, you want to be around that person all the time. You know, it's so funny because we're always looking for people like that in our life. And the funny thing is there's a person who's been like that in our lives from, for us from day one, mm. whether we knew it or not. And, you know, the, the funny thing is I'm hearing all of this and I'm like, yeah, yeah. But there's a question that I have, too, that rises up and I want to pose it to you guys. There's a mom and a dad or a woman or somebody listening that's like, yo, every time, it seems like every, I pray and I do all these things that you're talking about on this show and my marriage is falling apart. My kid is in the hospital. Like, my health is deteriorating. My, I can't find a job. My, my bills aren't, aren't paid and I'm struggling. I'm homeless. I'm listening to you guys through a phone. The phone is my only thing that I own. Um, and so the question becomes, when it seems like everything is going wrong and everything around me is falling apart, how do I praise honestly? Take, how do I honestly take my eyes off of that in order to admire God when I'm finding it hard to even believe he's there? Listen, that question kind of throws me to one of the things that I love the most about God is that he doesn't just kind of throw a command out there like so, sometimes we do as parents, just like, because I said so, or, you know, just do this. He gives us like the ma, he tells us, but he also models it and shows it to us first. And so I think of Jesus in the garden where he knew he was getting ready to go to the cross. He knew it was time and he had done everything that he was supposed to do except kind of go through the finished part of it. And if he was praying, like, his sweat was coming off of him, like, it was almost like it was blood. Like, he was just in grief and pouring out to God, like, if there's any other way, he can see it coming. Like, is there any other way? You could do it. Nothing's impossible to you. If there's any other way, you know, take this away from me. I don't really want to go through this. But nevertheless, you know, not my will, but yours. And... The price of what he paid, the price of what he gave for us is just so great. And yet we see in Scripture that he's raised up on the right hand of God, that no sacrifice goes unrewarded with God, that, you know, whether it's here on earth or whether it's eternity to come forward, that the pain, whatever we're going to go through now is so small in comparison. That's beyond reality. That's, that's where your faith kicks in, where you recognize what God has done and you connect with that. Yeah. It's just, it's not going to be natural. You're going to have to learn to push beyond that. That praise is probably a practice for that pain that's on its way or that we know that we're going to experience. But we have such an example in front of us. We have a hope. And, you know, praise is, as Steve was saying, it's one of the weapons to get you past that point. And I know it sounds crazy because you're like, you know, like you said, I'm in a place where my health is totally failing or, you know, I'm down to my last whatever in my account or my food is this way, my kids are this way, my life looks this way. And it's amazing that, the you know, it would seem easy if God would just kind of fix the problem. And he can fix anything. But, you know, he gives us um, permission and the ability to tap into something that is not is more than a temporal fix and more than a temporary fix. And praise is one of those, those weapons. I believe praise, it kind of, as we're praising God, it kind of elevates us. You know, he continues to show me how it elevates me to kind of look in on my situation the way he sees it. And it elevates me to see some strategy that I didn't know that was there. It elevates me to see beyond 
like we just said, a temporary situation because the truth is that we have to accept something that might be hard for us to understand, but I'm going to say it and pray God to give us the revelation. We're eternal beings. You know, what we see right now is not it. It just isn't. It's like it's a fact. It's hard to sometimes understand it because we're in the world and we're in our moments, but we really, we're not just made for this moment. We are timeless, endless beings, and we have a timeless, endless God that Anything and and he just I believe he's preparing us sometimes to be beyond what we see, and so mm-hmm. praise is an element that you use when we praise him that kind of puts us kind of like kind of where we're standing on the cliff. I look at it like where he's seeing the view, and he's like, you know, you're looking with him. He's like, see, that's not that bad. Or you see, like you're one day away from this thing right here that you didn't know was coming. Or you're actually one second away. Or look at what I'm gonna do because of this. Like it just I believe it elevates us. It it elevates us by magnifying him. And it brings us to where we can see things from his perspective. And sometimes that when we're in the midst of, you know, all those things happening, I try to think about, like, you know, what is God trying to show me? What is God trying to teach me? And when I'm in seasons where I feel like it's just chaos around me, you know, the Holy Spirit has dropped in my spirit, like, how much do you love me? And can you praise your way through this thing? And a lot of times when I pray, like Journey said, it, it – it elevates me and it gives me that um, to to go on another day because a lot of times you're right there at that breakthrough and God just wants to see, are you going to praise me in spite of? And it, it, it's very difficult, but praise has been what has, got, has gotten me through those tough times because sometimes you have to praise even when you don't want to. Yeah, and, you know, I know you all personally, and so I know that, each and every one of us has our own story, our own situation that we've gone through in which, you know, it may have been really difficult to even praise God or even just say anything, admire anything, and it may have been really difficult. And one of the things for me personally that I realized is that as we began to praise, or as I began to praise, it shifts your mindset. It shifts your mindset. And so now where I was first focused on me and my life and how I fix things and how things will will happen and all my expectations, and then I focus on God. It's similar to, I'm glad, Steve, that you brought up Jesus. You see that with him. Like in the garden, it was, at first it was a focus kind of on him a little bit, like, oh, gosh, I'm about to have to do this. But then you see him shift, and it says, nevertheless, you know, not my will, but your will. And honestly, it was a desire for God's will that really took Jesus to the cross. It was a desire, like an unfailing desire for God's will and the knowledge that God was, he, he was going to do something awesome, and like God does. And so I think that praise just shifts our perspective from this temporary moment to an eternal God that has a plan that, that is just amazing. Uh, but one of the things that I've recognized is that sometimes when we think of praise, we automatically think of music. And there's nothing wrong with music, but we automatically think of music. And we'll, like, we'll say things like, yeah, this song, you know, it takes me there. And, you know, oh, yeah, this song makes me feel, or this song does this and that, my question now is, is there, is there a time or a potential where even where we have to be careful 
whether or not our praise is selfish or not. Are we truly admiring God or are we craving a feeling? Are we truly looking at God or are we craving how we're feeling in the moment? What do you all think? Have you ever experienced a moment where you're, you may be singing the lyrics of the song, but you're more so singing them to encourage yourself versus singing them to praise God? You said something so powerful just a moment ago, and I don't know if you missed it or not, but you were saying that basically like praise, it just, you said basically the praise drove Jesus to the cross. And I just heard somebody speaking about the fact that sometimes we get confronted with goodness, the goodness of God, or the gospel, we get confronted with the truth, and the truth doesn't look like what we thought the truth should look like. Our expectations kind of either get betrayed or we see what it, it costs us something. We were talking about sacrifice or giving earlier. And so, like you said, the praise is not about a feeling, but it is about the will of God. It is about surrendering. It's all of that more so than just how I feel. So the song might lift my spirit or might, you know, encourage me, but it should give me wind beneath my wings, if anything. But it literally should drop me to desiring God, the person, desiring God and his will. I realize, like, a lot of times, exactly what you're saying, ever since we started talking about this topic, I know it's just been a week, <laughs> but it has made me stop and think about when I'm singing and, like, you know, I was in church today and we were worshiping, and I really had to focus because now, don't get me wrong, like, I'm like, I'm loving the songs, I'm loving the words, but like you said, you know, it's kind of like, God, am I really um, praising you or am I just merely going with the motions of what I've learned to do my entire life because I've always been in church. And at first I started feeling bad doing worship because I'm like, well, maybe I'm not doing it right. And maybe I'm, and all of a sudden the Holy Spirit was like, stop it. Because I look at your heart. I bypass everything that's in your mind because I know the core and the root of where you're coming from when you do things. So it might take some time to get you to the place where as you, worship me and you, you sing or you praise or you act or you do and it's your, your worship and praise to me and, until it gets, like, to this place. But, see, he has to help us to do that. You can't do it by yourself is what I realized. This whole time I'm trying in my whole life, I'm going to sit here, I'm going to close my eyes and focus on you, and I'm not going to think about what I'm about to eat for lunch because I'm hungry, and I'm going to think about these words. But you know what? It was true because that's where I was at. But the, my heart wanted to be there, you know what I'm saying? And I realized I can't do it by myself. You know, like, mm. you want to praise him, but I don't want to think about my situation, but I can't help it because it's so loud in my ear. But what, I, what he showed me today was I have to help you do it because I'm the one who knows what it looks like. Even though it's an offering to me, I can help you with that offering. He helped Abraham with the mm. offering. He helped us by sending Jesus with, by, you know, offering Jesus, and he's going to help us know how to praise him. He knows how to do mm. it. It's funny that you say that because, like, sometimes when – I'm going to be transparent when I go visit churches and I see people, like, raising their hands up, screaming and shouting. And I'm like, oh, like, wow, you supposed to be praising and worshiping. Like, what's going on with me? Like, am I not? What am I doing wrong? Because my mind is racing and I can't focus on you. But like you said, he really is looking at your heart. And everyone's praise is different. Everyone's way of worshiping is different. And I'm learning that. I, you know, I can't get caught up in what's going on around me, but what, what is in my heart? And even when you're saying the words to the song, like, are you really putting those words in your heart mm -hmm. and really understanding the meaning behind the music and what's being, you know, ministered? And you know, that's so good, and I'm glad you, you mentioned that, even what you were saying with people raising their hands and, like, wondering, am I doing it right? And it made me think of 
how I teach my kids to, to praise and worship God. And I'm actually going to now do it differently um, because of this conversation because I find that sometimes, you know, I, I talk to my kids or whatever, and it's worship time, and I'm like, okay, stand up. All right, clap at this song. Come on, we clapping. Or, oh, oh, yeah, you know, and I'll coach them through the motions but not necessarily teach them what praise is. And, mm-hmm. you know, you kind of kind of taught talked about it a little bit, Janice, where you were talking about God knows what praise looks like. And eventually as parents, we're going to get to a point as we seek after God and we dig into God where we understand praise at a whole nother level so that our lifestyle of praise will probably teach our kids a lot more than, you know, raise your hand, clap your hand, do this, da-da-da-da, because then they can ultimately end up being adults that are like, oh, should I wait? Get, do I class? Wait, is this the, what did Mama teach me? You know, and they're trying to figure out like when it, what is appropriate and when is this happening? And um, you know, we think we automatically think, you know, oh, praise when we praise, we we stand up and you know we have to stand up and we do things like this. But then some people sit down, you know, and that's they they focus on God. Some people kneel, like it just it looks different. And it looks different for different people. And I think that sometimes we can get so caught up on what it should look like that, you know, are we truly teaching the the next generation, our children, what it is? And that's one of the things that you you guys really brought to my mind and really made me think, ooh, I really need to, to stop for a minute. And instead of trying to coach my kids through the motions of, of what I think praise should look like but by what I've seen, um, live a lifestyle of praise in front of them. Amen. That's real. I was just thinking about how we were talking earlier, how, you know, praise doesn't necessarily make the physical things shift and go your way, so to speak. And so I think as parents, we could all say, yeah, we have mom life moments, dad life moments, or just days where the life just seems to roll over us. But, you know, our children see it all. They hear it all. They're not distanced from it. So I guess they will one day have a question. How did you make it through? Why well, I had no idea it was going to be quite like this. Or how did you make it through? And we can talk about that honest praise that was going on then. I, I, I trust that, you know, in all these seasons that God is good and he has shown himself. So we have something to talk about then. Or even if we talk about it. At these earlier stages, like, you know, today doesn't feel good, but, you know, that doesn't change the fact that God is good. I think all of that is good for the children. It's good for us. So as we prepare to close out, I just want to encourage each and every one of you, if you are listening and you are a mom and you are listening and you're like, or you're a mom-to-be and you've never heard of Faith Mamas, this is your first time, I encourage you to go to Facebook and join the Faith Mamas Virtual Village. It's a great place. It's an awesome place. We dig into a ton of awesome stuff. And if you're a dad listening and you're like, well, what am I supposed to do? You know, I can't, you know, I can't join this group or whatever, whatever. What I, I want to encourage you to do something that I don't think I've ever encouraged dads to do, but I want to encourage you to do this. I want to encourage you, number one, to find another dad in your neighborhood, at your church, that you can potentially listen to this podcast 
um, and just talk about some things that we talked about. And secondly, I also want to encourage you, it might sound a little crazy, but I do want to encourage you to reach out to us and let us know um, that you listened and that you want more for dads. I'm going to go ahead and throw it over right now to my sister Janice as she tells us a little bit more about our sponsors and thanks them for their support. Absolutely. So we want to give a very special thank you to our podcast sponsors. Special shout out go to um, Chelsea Kuraj, to Steve Young, to Janice Young, and to Lisa Diggs for sponsoring Faith Mamas Monthly. If you would like to support us monthly in spreading the word of hope, healing, and deliverance to moms all over the world. You can do that by becoming a sponsor today. You simply go to www.faithmamas.com slash sponsor. Yes, we are so excited to let you know that we do have the Faith Mamas app. Currently, it's in over eight countries, and there is thousands of moms already on the app. And if you don't have it, you can go to your Google Play Store. You can go to iTunes. Go ahead and download that app. It has devotionals. It has these podcast episodes, also a Bible app on there and a radio station. There's tons of great content uh, that will keep you encouraged and plugged into God throughout your day. So I encourage you right now, it's free, go ahead and go to either your Google Play Store or your iTunes Store and download the Faith Mamas app. And I'm actually going to ask, um, Steve, if you would pray us out. I mean, since we did invite you to this clubhouse of Faith Mamas, I was wondering if you could pray us out today. Lord, we thank you for this opportunity, this time to interact with you and with one another. We just thank you, Lord God, that there's this power in being united right here and right now. I thank you, Lord God, that you're breaking ground with the things that you see that need to come forth, Lord God. And so we just say amen to your word and to your will right now, Lord God, even beyond what we can see or what we can imagine, Lord God. We just say amen because you're good. Lord God, we say amen, Lord, to your plans. We there uncomfortable, when they're painful, Lord God. You're growing us, Father, you're pushing us, or there's just something that you need to get done, Father God. We submit to you and to your hand and to your will, Lord God, and we praise your name because you are good and you've demonstrated it over and over again. Give us a renewed faith and confidence, Lord, and you as a Father and you as a God and you as Creator, as you as one who loves us, Father. We appreciate you for all that you do and all of who you are and teach our hearts to sing, Lord God, to dance, Lord, and just to appreciate you in all that we do. In Jesus' name, amen.